Time to talk some Tigers. Mizzou football just around the corner, and Mike Kelly, longtime voice, Mr. Tiger himself, getting ready for year 30 in the broadcast booth, longer than that on the basketball side. So the Kill Coin conversation is with Mike Kelly. How it all started, him calling Mizzou games, sort of a random opportunity down in Columbia while they worked for Camel X, opened the door to doing basketball and now football. 30th year, we'll talk about this season. We'll talk about his career on the Tigers Radio Network from Learfield, imgcollege.com slash bank. Um, nonetheless, football season has arrived, and it's a great time to talk to Mike Kelly. We haven't done this. I don't know if I've ever done a deep dive with Mike before, but he's been doing this a long time, John Cadillac, and now 10-plus years with Howard Richards alongside the Mizzou alum. So I'm going to get right to it. This is a lengthy visit. Uh, you Mizzou fans also should know we're going to have a Mizzou breakdown every Monday. James Carlton from Carlton State Farm, passionate Mizzou guy, real involved now with the NIL, sponsoring Luther Burden. So look for Mizzou content here on the Killcoin Conversation on Spotify, iTunes, Danny Mac's website, Scoops with Danny Mac. As always, we're coming to you from the Pasta House Studios all around the St. Louis area, including the newest location, corner of Woodlawn and Manchester. That's a beautiful spot. Outdoor patio, and it's about to be that time of year where you want to sit outside again. Get them online at pastahouse.com. You're on the run with the kids. Don't have time to cook. Don't worry about it. Fresh food made daily and just a ton of food when you order a big family meal at pastahouse.com. Marie Davila Senior Living, they're at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Beautiful spot for your retirement years. All levels of care can live independently in the Villa Estates. They have assisted living, and wherever you are on that beautiful campus, you have access to all the amenities. The clubhouse, they have trivia nights, entertainment speakers come through, great food. Marie Davila, M-A-R-I-D-E-V-I-L-L-A, mariedavilla.com to take a virtual tour. Triad Bank, neighborhood-friendly bank. We've been saying this for a long time. If your bank's jerking you around or they're just sort of rude or there's nobody there, go to the bank where there are friendly people every day in the lobby there to help you with all your banking needs. They're on Clayton Road in Frontenac, second locations on Olive just west of 270 or on the web at triadbanking.com. And, of course, appliance discounters, whether it's a washer, dryer, stove, refrigerator, entire new kitchen, Biggest names in the appliance world at the lowest prices. It's real simple. They go around town and do the price checking to make sure you're paying the absolute lowest price. TheApplianceddiscounters.com. General Electric, oftentimes with the great rebates. We always tell you to get into that search engine. Just type GE. See what rebates are available. Lowest prices, best appliances. It's quite the combination at TheAppliancedDiscounters.com. And now the visit with Mike Kelly. Martin, how are you, sir? I'm good. Are you are you working your day job, your night job, your weekend job? Are you golfing? I am uh, currently enjoying my lunch period. Okay. Yeah. So. Is that from football or from insurance? Well, just, you know, are you writing a book? No. <laughs> I'll save the great <laughs> details for the show. Save it for the air yeah. is what they always say. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. One one of the joys of working under your house is that you uh, control 
you can control schedules, right? Yeah, well, good. Well, I want to talk a little bit yeah. career-wise, but also current team, of course, and uh, yeah. have a little bit of fun. Uh, okay. okay, cool. All right, I'm good. You're, okay, we're all good. And we're joined right now by the voice of the Tigers, your Missouri Tigers, Mike Kelly. I believe this is year 30 for football. If he started in 1994 with football, this would be year 30 going into it. Mike, am I, is my CBC math correct? You did well. You did well. One, <laughs> one might think that you actually went to Dismet. <laughs> Spoken like a true Dupo grad, right? Exactly, yes. Uh, 30th year, are you nostalgic at all or you don't pay attention? Yeah, you know, not really. You're just happy, honestly, to uh, to be able to continue to do something that you enjoy, right? Um, you know, in these positions, I, I, I've said this for a long time: is it's not really my job. It's 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 the job that belongs to the institution and to Learfield Communications or Mizzou Sports Properties. You know, and at some point in time, somebody's going to put pat you on the shoulder and say, "Hey, you know, it's time to do something different." and uh, you know, you respect that because, um, you know, you, you're thankful for the opportunities you get and you're thankful for the time that uh, that you have, uh, you know, a chance to do something like this. And fortunately, I've been able to do it for a long time and uh, work with a number of different athletic directors, a number of different, uh, you know, football coaches and basketball coaches, um, and a number of different individuals with Learfield and Mizzou uh, sports properties along the way. So... I've been very, very blessed, very lucky. I would think when you go to watch them in camp right now, you'd also have to think how different the campus, the facilities. I mean, it's it's light years different, isn't it, from 30 years ago in terms of what these kids have now, the facilities? Yeah, well, you know, like for instance, today they practice inside of, uh, inside of the stadium, and uh, you look at the south end zone. Um, and then you look to the north and just see how they've cleaned up the block M. And then you look over to the east side of the stadium and you see the Walsworth Columns Club and, and see how nice that addition is uh, to Memorial Stadium. And then, you know, like little things. I mean, one of the things that I think fans will notice right away is, you know, that asphalt track around the field is has been covered up by AstroTurf now. Um, and so that, I think, from a television standpoint, will give a much different view, I think a, a better view for those watching at home. But the other thing, too, is you just think about through the years, balls that were throwing to the cor- to the back corner of the end zone and the momentum would lead guys onto that asphalt surface, and invariably somebody would, would stumble, fall, or and, and, and you know, and sometimes get hurt. And so it's, it's good from a safety standpoint to see that they've covered that up. It's won't won't change the function i mean they'll still be able to drive the fire truck around at the start you know with truman squirting water and everybody is as they go around the field at the beginning of uh prior to kickoff but uh it's certainly changed the whole stadium from an aesthetic standpoint has just changed dramatically in the last 30 years i mean i can remember martin when like literally you would walk underneath the stands and it would be gravel so uh, <laughs> uh big change Absolutely, but it still feels like Faroe to me. You know, it's it's one thing to have. Yeah. I, I just I think it still feels like the old stadium we all went to when we were kids. Even though it's had massive upgrades, it hasn't lost its soul. If that, unless I'm being too poetic here. No, I, I don't think you are. I think it has a charm about it. You know, and, and I hope it never. I hope it never uh, loses the reference of Faroe Field. Um, you know. Um, we can call it Memorial Stadium. It's the rightful name, but it's still Furrow Field, and and that's what people will will you know remember is is, is you know going to Mizzou games at Furrow Field. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I don't think you're being too poetic at all. I think it's just uh, there's a certain charm about it. And, uh, and, and I think that when it's full, um, you know, there's a certain electricity that, uh, that, that the, the building has and certainly brought by the fans. And so uh, hopefully we'll have more of those times coming up this season. I just thought of this because of you being at all those games. And what's the streak? Have you, isn't there some legendary streak where you haven't missed? A, is it uh, basketball have, or football? I've, I've been blessed that I haven't missed a football game. Uh, since the start of the 1994 season, when that was my first year, um, and I believe it's uh, at 357 consecutive games. And what's the closest you came to not make? If you were doing a basketball game or another event, or no, um, they were always protective of football. When I started doing the games, and, and you know, when I started doing the games in '94, I was already doing basketball. There weren't really any conflicts. Uh, the two seasons were pretty much um, separated. And if there was a conflict, uh, the two staffs always worked with one another to make sure that there wasn't a conflict because of uh, the strain it would put on fans, the strain it would put on those that are working. Because a lot of times the people that work at Fro Field also work at, at Mizzou Arena or at the Hearn Center back in the day. You know, ushers and, and, and people like that. So, um, you know, the closest I probably ever came um, – to missing a football game was uh, probably 08, maybe the Illinois game, uh, first game of the season. I, I was actually in the hospital uh, a couple of days before the game and was able to uh, to make it out and uh, and, uh, and and do the job. And so, uh, yeah, but you know, knock on wood. Again, I've been very, very lucky, very blessed. Even, I mean, the, the strange thing was the COVID year, right? You know, dealing with that, uh, traveling, commercial. Um, you know, and, and encountering, you know, even though there'd be limited audiences inside the inside the actual building, you know, you'd still have press in the press box. And, it, it, you know, that was just a strange, strange um, part of our life, I think, for everybody. So, uh, again, I've been very lucky. I'm thinking of this with all the conference realignment. Any stops you miss, like the old Big 8 days, like I loved calling a game in Ames or I love going to Manhattan or Stillwater, is, are there – probably not Norman, but are there any yeah. stops that you miss from the Big 8? Well, you know, it's funny. I said when, when Missouri moved to the SEC, how many trips in one's life should you be subjected to take to Ames, Iowa, or Manhattan, Kansas? Or Lubbock, Texas, or Waco, Texas, and and I tongue in cheek, right? Because you have the thing about this business, and you know this, is that you develop friendships with with colleagues that that are in similar similar positions at other at other institutions. And so, I mean, I miss seeing my buddy John Morris, who does the Baylor games. Um, you get to, I'll get to see Wyatt Thompson this year, who does the Kansas State games. Get to reconnect with him last year. Um, you know, I used to enjoy seen Bob Davis, uh, the longtime play-by-play voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, who has since retired, replaced by Brian Haney, who does a terrific job. But, you know, just those friendships along the way, uh, you know, when you when you have a separation or when you change uh, affiliations, then, then, then you miss those. Um, and so that's really the thing you miss more than anything, is just the, the friendships. I mean, we're going to get to see the Oklahoma folks and the Texas folks. Um, you know, Toby Rowland and, and Craig Way do the play-by-play for those two fine institutions, and um, you know they're going to be coming into our league coming up here in, in, in a year, and so 
that means more more opportunities to see Joe Castiglione on a regular basis, and so that's a that's a really good thing. Yeah, I guess I'm a bit of a hypocrite because when I talk about UCLA going to the Big Ten, I say, oh, it just feels wrong. But when I look at the SEC and I see Texas, Oklahoma, even though it's going to be a much tougher league, I think it's pretty exciting for SEC football fans moving forward. If you like to see premier matchups, I mean, you're – you better buckle up, but it's. Well, I think the SEC. I don't know why that that doesn't seem to bother me as much. It's still kind of regional, I guess. You know, exactly. There's there's a geographic connection. You know, there 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 are rivalries. Texas has a natural rivalry with Texas A and M. Uh, Oklahoma has a natural rivalry with Arkansas. A little bit of history with the University of Missouri. Um, you know, and and so I think that's part of what has made sense in terms of what the SEC has done through this whole realignment process. Um, I was proud of Eli Drinkwitz the other day when he really brought to the forefront and was the first guy that spoke about the toll on the student-athletes. Can you imagine a volleyball team from the University of Washington playing a midweek game at Rutgers? I mean, um, what sense does that make uh, for the student-athletes? And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, I think Deion Sanders might have said it best, is that everybody's chasing the bag of money at the end of the rainbow. And so, um, you know, it's it's just this sad state of where we are right now. I wish they could just do football super conferences and just leave everything else alone, like Pac-12, yeah. Pac-10 or Pac-12 could still have golf and track and lacrosse and soccer. It, and just, maybe we get to that. Yeah. Because you can't tell me that you're going to save money or uh, even with these giant affiliations, it's still there's still an inherent cost, right? There's a cost to travel your volleyball team, your tennis team, your whatever teams you have, um, to conference opponents. You know, uh, so so that comes into play. There's going to be a cost to the student athlete. I, I think I think that's a I think that's an absolute in this whole equation. And so um, maybe we we eventually get to that. But uh, you know, I, at this point in time, it just seems that uh, this this is the final push to get to the to get to the power conferences and. And I'm not sure if we're done yet. Um, I'm very intrigued by um, what may happen with the SEC. I'm very intrigued to see, you know, is the Big 12 done? What about is there going to be a push for 20 with the Big 10? What's going to happen? And uh, if you get to those 60 schools and three power conferences, then what happens with them in terms of affiliations? What happens to in terms of uh, the relationship with the NCAA? Does it do they do they become a self-governing bodies, a variety of different things that cross your mind when you think about the landscape of of college athletics and and certainly the sport of football. Mike Kelly, our guest, the voice of the Missouri Tigers, you already know that. Uh, You mentioned Joe Castiglione, now the athletic director at Oklahoma. Hmm. True story, right? He was answering the phones at Tiger Talk, and (laughs) and you were hosting Tiger Talk, and then he becomes the AD, and then he hires you ultimately to do football. Is that all correct? That's that's correct. Yeah, and uh, my affiliation with Mizzou began in 1989. Robert Highland walked into the sports office at KMOX at one Memorial Drive and said, uh, "Hey, you're a you're a young kid that's 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 off mon- Monday and Tuesday because you work on the weekends. There's this show called Tiger Talk. They're moving into a location in Columbia, Missouri. How would you feel about driving to Columbia to host this show called Tiger Talk?" And I said, "Absolutely." And uh, and so that's how my affiliation began, um, <laughs> and uh, I continued to do the show. We we have our first uh, show of the season coming up the Tuesday before the first game. I believe it's the 28th of August, but uh, 
That's how it started. Joe Castiglione used to answer phone calls, hand me cards. Hey, Joe's on the line from Kirksville, wants to know about the offensive line. And invariably, you'd say, Joe, you're on the air. And he'd start ripping the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> so some things haven't right? changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so Joe used to do it. And then uh, uh, eventually a uh, former great uh, gymnast at Missouri named Julie Dorn used to answer the phones for us. She uh, was working as an intern in athletics at the time. And then anyway, so then, you know, we I, I tease Pinkle all the time uh, because, you know, I, I, I used to say when men were men, we take phone calls on these coaches shows, but uh, Gary decided that we weren't going to do that about year two of his <laughs> tenure at Missouri. So I don't believe we've taken phone calls since. Well, it would have, it would have gone better. It, it would have gone better for Gary in year six or seven. He could have gone back to it. Get get through year one, year two. So you came in when your your first year. Is that still Stoll or was that Larry? Bob Stoll's first year. Uh, when when eighty nine was Bob Stoll's first year. Uh, when I started doing Tiger Talk, 94 was Larry Smith's first year as the head coach when I started doing play-by-play. Okay. And so you've seen quite a bit, but Pinkle brought something that Mizzou just hadn't had in a long time, which was stability. I think looking back now, people, maybe we underrated how great that era was. And I just think the stability is the word I keep thinking of because you had a coach, he wasn't looking to go anywhere, he didn't get fired, he built it up, and then made the tra- – I think the lasting thing on Gary's resume is probably – the transition to the SEC in those two years where he proved Mizzou could hang with the best. Yeah, and, you know, you look back, I mean, coaches will tell you this. I mean, Bob Stoll got, got things uh, from the administration that Woody Woodenhofer didn't get. Larry Smith got things from the administration that Bob Stoll didn't get. Gary Pinkle got things from the administration that, um, you know, certainly Larry Smith didn't get. And so, you know, there, there are so many things, the, 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 the what-ifs, right, in, in, in this world that we live. Um, Missouri went to back-to-back bowl games in 97 and 98 under Larry Smith. Larry Smith became the first coach in the history of college football to take four different teams to a bowl game when he did so in 1997, taking Missouri to the Holiday Bowl. If you play the game of what-if, in 1999, if Kirk Farmer doesn't break his leg against Iowa State, Missouri probably goes to a third consecutive bowl game. Gary Pankle probably never becomes the head coach at the University of Missouri because Larry Smith probably gets another year. So it's just it's things like that that are, that that I, I find curious, I find ironic, whatever is whatever is the right word. But uh, you know, I think Larry gave Missouri fans hope with those two back-to-back bowl appearances, and then then Gary Pinkle came in and laid the groundwork and the foundation for consistency and he'll be the first to tell you that it wasn't just him it was the fact that he was able to maintain his entire staff for as long as he did Um, it was the fact that you had consistency in the athletic director's chair you had consistency in the chancellor's chair whether it be Richard Wallace and then Brady Deaton you had a president um, you know that was invested and wanted to see Mizzou athletics you had you had the governor of the state I mean, Bob Holden, uh, Jay Nixon, others that, that were interested in seeing Missouri athletics succeed. And so uh, it was almost like Nirvana because there were <clears throat> certainly a lot of different influential people that were very interested in seeing seeing success. And then, of course, you know, moving to the SEC, you know, you've got to go in with your eyes wide open and, and, and 
you know, no limit on resources or, or have as much as many resources as you possibly can. Uh, can't hold anything back, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, and, and Coach Pinkle was able to, to have teams that back-to-back represented the East in the, in, in the conference championship game. Um, and so, yeah, those, those, were, those were times of consistency. And uh, now we keep our fingers crossed that this year, uh, Missouri goes to another bowl game, which would be four consecutive bowls under Eli Drinkwitz, but um, Drinkwitz, but they find uh, a way to, to to finish with a winning record and um, give them what I what I like to call Martin is the Mizzou fans a perpetual smile that lasts throughout the entire offseason. And they're overdue for that for sure. Speaking of what right. ifs, I mean that Camelback staff. I'm thinking you got Jack Buck. I'm not going to do Tiger Talk. What about the kid Mike? And what about you yeah. know Jim Holder, Bob Mayhall? These guys are all Bill yeah. Wilkerson's around. Like they probably said, well, who's going to do Tiger Talk? And for you, that's a giant what if if they don't tell you or ask you to go do that. There's no question. And you know, um, Bill did not want to do the show, um, and you know. Uh, at his stage of his career doing morning sports or doing mornings on Campbell X. Remember he used to do, you know, the morning drive show with, with Wendy Weiss <clears throat> and uh, did not want to do that show uh, driving to Columbia on Mondays and then coming back. And, and, I, and who can blame him? I mean, he had done certainly uh, so many other things in his, in his career, no need for him to, to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I was, I mean, for some reason, and I, and I don't know why, it's like when you get into the business, and you know this, Martin, you don't, no one can tell you, you don't know what type of success you're going to have in your career. You just don't, because it takes somebody to like you, right? Um, and for some reason, um, Robert Highland liked me, and, and he gave me opportunities, and I was willing to take advantage of those opportunities from, you know, the day he hired me in, in, in August of, of 1988. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard this story, but <clears throat> Not to bore you, but I was in Champaign, Illinois. I came into audition. I called Jim Holder and I said, "How do you? How do I put myself in front of the competition?" He says, "You got to get to Holder, or you got to get to Highland." Well, how do I get to Robert Highland? Three one four 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 four. Yeah, no, three one four 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 thirty two zero one. That was the direct dial back then to Robert Highland's office. And so every Friday from April until June, when I eventually was hired and started in in August. Every Friday morning at 4.30, I would call that phone number and talk to Mr. Highland just to tell him how much I wanted the job at KMLX and eventually pay dividends. I, I knew I had an opportunity when he started picking up the phone in late May and early June and, and would say, uh, good morning, Michael. How are you? So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I, again, just, just little things that, that we do to try and help ourselves. But you're right. Had he not said, hey, you know, this is an opportunity, who knows what would have happened from from that point forward. I'm thinking of Dan Deardorff telling us a couple of years ago when he stopped doing games because he had done CBS and ABC and then he did Michigan and he finally retired and he said, I haven't been to a football game in 50 years. He said, so do you ever go to the game and go, man, I, and you love your job, but it's like you can't do the tailgate, you can't get in on the hoopla yeah. every, every once in a while. And I feel that way just every once in a while. I'm lucky enough to cover a Super Bowl or a World Series, but you're like, I gotta, I'm got i on deadline. i got to get this interview. got to feed yeah. some tape. And you're like looking around. Everybody's like, are you going to be at the game? And I'm like, yeah, but I'll be busy. And I wonder if at any point Mike Kelly's like, I can't wait to go to a game. Well, I actually did that. My, my daughter, Megan, um, graduated from the University of Alabama. 
And so when, when Megan was at Alabama, we would uh, take the opportunity. Uh, we went to the Iron Bowl one year. Actually, a couple years in a row we went to the Iron Bowl. Um, I shouldn't say a couple years in a row. We went to the Iron Bowl two years when it, during her four-year stay at Alabama when it was, when it was in Tuscaloosa. We, we drove down on a bye week for an old Miss game to go see her. And then we took her to a, uh, to a playoff game when uh, Alabama played uh, Michigan State in Dallas, uh, Brad Sham, proud Missouri grad, voice of the Dallas Cowboys, was able to get his tickets uh, to to watch uh, Alabama and Michigan State in the in the Cowboys Stadium, and so uh, yeah, so those are those are the only times. I mean, I think that's what total of four games. That's in in, wow. in thirty years. That's the four times I've been as a fan. And how about Mizzou fans coming up to you and saying, Mike, where should I go in the SEC? I'm going to go to one road game this year or next year. Do you have a automatic answer? Is it more than one? Well, I mean, you got to love Nashville, right? I mean, it's close, and particularly for fans in St. Louis. It's an easy drive. They were terrific. Obviously, the, the, the honky-tonks and things like that down on lower Broadway, but uh, the restaurants, I mean, there's just some, some great restaurants. I mean, that that's the first one that comes to mind. Um you know, I certainly um, I like Kentucky. I mean, Lexington's a, a, a fun town. There's some there's some great restaurants there. Uh, Tony's down by Rupp Arena is sensational. Um, so yeah, you know, there it, it, it happens. In fact, uh, I was in the team hotel a couple years ago and uh, ran into a group of folks, and they said, "Hey, we're going to Lexington. Where, where, should, where should we go?" I said, "You got to go to Tony's." And, uh, yeah, terrific restaurant. I can only assume Howard Richards, he's got that NFL pension, that CIA pension. I'm like, so he's picking up every tab, right? <laughs> Howard's very good. Uh, uh, yeah, Howard and I, <laughs> Howard and I kind of, we, we find our way to, to find something good to eat and enjoy ourselves on Friday. And, uh, um, yeah, if we're not, if we're not taking turns, then we're splitting the bills and, He's just a joy to be around. I mean, I love that guy. His birthday's today, by the way. I yeah, I had him on the TV side yesterday, and somebody dropped that note to me. Yeah, Howard I don't Richards, know if he's seventy-two or seventy-three. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, no, yeah, yeah. What a su- answer. what a surprising next chapter for him, right? I mean, it's ten, eleven, twelve years ago when he gets that job, auditions for it. I mean, you remember that he had played there, I'm sure. But that was sort of a we talk about fortuitous things happening. I don't think he ever saw that happening, that he'd end up being a radio guy. He, um, you know, in, that I, I remember when we went through the process, and, and uh, out of respect to those who also were a part of it, the thing was is that Howard wanted it more than anyone. And Howard was that historical connection to really a great era, um, you know, of Missouri football back in the, the late seventies and the eighties. And, um, you know, he just was a guy who had, had great experience and, um, you know, has learned, I think he continues to learn. And, um, you know, the hardest thing with Howard and we, we've had this conversation, so this doesn't come as a surprise to him, but the hardest thing I think for him was he had been talking into his shirt sleeve for so long, <laughs> you know, that you get, you got to pull him out of his, and, and, and he, as you know, he's, he's a wonderful guy with a sensational sense of humor and a great personality. You just got to pull it out of him. And if he can just allow that to come out when he's having fun, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's really, really good. So, uh, yeah, we, we know we, we enjoy each other's company. We really do. 
Uh, it's been fun to. It's hard to imagine. It's been 13 years. That's the crazy. Wow. You know. Wow. Uh, we'll be right back with Mike Kelly with some thoughts on the 2023 Tigers. Mike Kelly with us on the Kilquen Conversation. Uh, fun to talk about your career, Mike, and what's in front of you this year. A team that's got a lot of returning starters. I know they were picked to finish sixth in the Big East. We mentioned Howard in our previous segment. He told me on the TV side, he said, I think people are undervaluing the talent on this roster. What's your overall view of this season? Well, you know, I, I, I love experience. I mean, to me, experience pays dividends in so many different ways in, in, in the sport of football. And I look at the defensive side of the football, and there's depth um, on, on that side. There's experience on that side. There are playmakers on that side, um, you know, at really every level of the defense. And so so that's something that, that is is the first thing you have to do. you got to be good up the middle. you got to be good on that side of the ball. I think Missouri's offensive line is going to be much better than it was a year ago. Has to be, right? Uh, but from what I've seen, you know, through the course of the preseason, I don't think there's there's any doubt that it's a team that's going to be better on the offensive line. Um, you know, the addition of some guys uh, offensively, whether it be Theo Weiss, the wide receiver that came in from Oklahoma, Dennis Jackson, a wide receiver who transferred from Ole Miss, the return of a guy like a Luther Burden, a Makai Miller who's returns, a Cooper who returns. Um, you know, I think you've got some playmakers at wide receiver. And again, you get depth at that position, um, you know, and then in terms of the quarterbacks, you know, we'll see. Um, uh, I, I think there's no substitute for experience, though. And uh, certainly Brady Cook has, has has had a year under his belt, but, you know, he's, he's facing a challenge from a couple other guys, and, and we'll see how that shakes out. Um, and, you know, returning – a guy like Cody Schrader and a guy like Nate Pete and Michael Cox is back and looks different than he's looked before. Um, Tavoris Jones and you get the freshman from St. Louis, Jamal Roberts. I mean, they've got some depth at running back. And so, um, yeah, I, I do think that, that, again, because, and you got to understand Missouri's place still in the SEC and the fans of the old guard, right? I mean, even when Missouri went to the SEC championship in back-to-back years, it was still the yeah, but. Yeah, but Tennessee is not what Tennessee was. Yeah, but Florida's down. Yeah, but Georgia's down, and they're not what they're using. Or yeah, but South Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah, you know, you just caught them at the right time. And so, I think you're going to face that until you can, until you can find a way to build consistency and continue to challenge, um, you know, those folks. And so, um, yeah, we'll see. I think the schedule's favorable. You know, uh, certainly, you know, an opportunity. And uh, you know, there's there's some some really I think important games. The the Memphis game in St. Louis. Oh, by the way, plenty of tickets available. Get yours as soon as you can because it's uh, people need. Uh, we need to have, as Larry Smith used to say, butts in the seats for that game at the Dome. Um, and then the Kansas State game, I think, is huge too. And so, uh, you know, I just think you know we talked about Faroe Field and imagine what it would be like and what Columbia would be like if by uh, if 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 Missouri could find itself five and zero hosting LSU. Uh, you could see college game day, perhaps. Who knows? I mean, the Red River rivalry is that weekend, but that's a Fox broadcast. Um, that, that that could be a lot of fun if if, if uh, Missouri could find a way to see that happen. Well, I think that K State game it's related because if you can go three and zero, you owe them. Last year they pounded Mizzou in Manhattan. If you could get that W, that's at home. I know that's K State's tough, but if you get that yeah. win. 
And then you've got momentum going into, I think you even sell tickets that week going into the game yeah, at the Dome. Absolutely. And I know Mark Schreiber was on the show, and he said, folks, if you want to see Mizzou play Illinois, if you want to see Mizzou football at the Dome in the future, we got to show that we – I mean, it's more than just Mizzou playing Memphis. It's sort of a big-picture yeah. thing, and I don't know if everybody gets that just yet. Well, and I think there's some hesitation waiting to see what the game time is. Um, and, and, you know, again, that's that's going to be controlled by the folks at the SEC, so we'll know that, what, about 10 games out or 10 days out. But, uh, yeah, Mark's right. And, 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 by the way, congratulations to Mark. I mean, um, a guy that did a terrific job as, as a number two and, and now is getting the opportunity to run the show with the Sports Commission and uh, replacing the legend in, in Frank Viverito, and, and we all know that Mark's going to do a do a terrific job, but, but he's right. I mean, you know, the, the best way to, uh, you know, to see those opportunities, um, you know, a neutral site, a, a fair in St. Louis is, is to support the one that's going to come, uh, come up this season. And so, uh, uh, you know, hopefully fans will, will accommodate, but yeah, if you, if you, if you win, right. Pinkley used to say this all the time. There's a three-letter word that solves all your problems: W-I-N. And uh, for Mizzou and for Mizzou fans, that certainly uh, is the case. And Mizzou's five and zero in that building. They never lost to Illinois. I, I don't know how many stadiums they've been in around the country. Maybe there's a couple where they're two and zero or one and zero, but they're undefeated uh, playing at the dome. So Mizzou fans yeah. could get excited about that. Did you enjoy those games? It's not the same. I understand as game day and for row, but. Those those were exciting times, especially the particular games with Brad Smith and then Macklin yeah. having coming out parties. Well, I did enjoy those, and you know the rivalry was always fun because it, you know there was a carryover from the basketball uh, rivalry that was so well established or is so well established, and, and, and like the basketball game, um, you know you, you you saw you would see the fans react to momentum plays. So again, it would be one side, you know, on its feet, the other side, and, and vice versa. So, yeah, those were always fun. It was enjoyable, you know. And uh, and, and it, to me, it's it was always neat to be able to to have a game in St. Louis. All right, we'll let you go with this thought. Is there a favorite game from over the years? And uh, I know that's hard to pick, and people say it's like picking your favorite kids. For me, and I, the Oklahoma game was great, 2010. I think for me, it was the A and M game in 13. Only because yeah. it meant getting to the championship game, and because Johnny Manziel was on the other side, I just kind of kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, oh no, we're going to get Manziel, and we're going to add this to all the heartache and heartbreak, and and then Josie of all people coming back from injury. But yeah. uh, how about for you? It's probably hard to. Are there a yeah, couple? Yeah, you know, there's there's a variety of them. Um, you know, I, I think back to the first Cotton Bowl. Um, and, and there, there's a reason why I think to that game a lot is that, you know, as you know, I, I worked with, with a guy who I, who I loved and, and who I missed dearly in John Cadillac and a guy who loved Missouri and a person who on that day was beaming with pride because the program that he played for, the program that he coached for, the program that he was an administrator for was back on a New Year's Day stage for the first time in a long time. And it was a place that he felt that they should be. And, and I remember he had tears in his eyes as, as you know, Mizzou was closing that game on, much like uh, the other favor would be in 97 when Missouri goes to Colorado to beat uh, Colorado and, and, and end, guarantee a winning season and end, um, you know, the 13 consecutive seasons or losing seasons in football. 
and looking at Coach Cadillac's face. And again, both those occasions, I saw tears in his eyes uh, because it was so important to him that his program did that. And so, you know, those are a couple of games that certainly stand out. I, I think the other thing, Martin, that I've always come with this viewpoint is that college athletics is about kids making plays. And so there are games that, that didn't up, end up well. You know, the, the, the Matt Davison, uh, you know, flea kicker reception that, that you know, uh, allowed Nebraska to keep its national championship hopes alive and, and, and Missouri lost a tough game at Furrow Field. Uh, the Tyus Edney game, you know, 4.8 seconds going the length of the court in Boise, Idaho. I, that's a game that, again, you, you remember and, yeah, you would have liked to want it to be a part of it was, uh, you know, something that, that I'll always remember too. And so, um, yeah, but certainly that, that 97 game in Colorado and, and uh, the, the Cotton Bowl. And then, you know, the again, the uh, going back to the Cotton Bowl a few years later and, and you know, the, the scoop and score, I think, by Shane Rada uh, to seal the victory was, was something that I'll remember too. And for the kids out there that don't know, John Cadillac, he was the Mike Shannon of the Mizzou broadcast. He was just himself. <laughs> he said whatever came to mind. Mike might actually be calling the play, and he would say what was ever on his mind. He was he was a true original Mr. Mizzou. You're right. Those are those are great choices. Mike, thanks so much for your time. Looking forward to the season. We'll have it here on KTRS, and uh, let's hope we have a lot of fun this year. Thanks, buddy. It's always great to spend a little time with you. Great to catch up with Mike. I don't see him very often. Lives in uh, Columbia Mo these days. Mr. Tiger, any event you go to, you know, with Mizzou, Mike's going to be there, emceeing, hosting. A guy from uh, Dupo went to Carbondale, is now Mr. Mizzou on the Tigers radio network. I just can't say Mike Kelly's name without doing that. We've got an interview with Brock Olivo that we're going to share at some point on the podcast. Brock is on the staff this year with Eli Drinkwitz. Pretty interesting. A guy working on the coaching staff whose number is retired at Faroe Field, number 27. Brock Olivo played in the NFL. He's got a great backstory. We'll share that with you. Don't forget all of our past shows available at iTunes, Spotify, Scoops with Danny Mac. And it's great when something comes up that's newsy, like Mason Wynn getting called up to the Cardinals. And I retweeted, hey, we talked to him about two, three months ago about his career and his big league aspirations. So feel free to scroll back on some of our previous visits, whether it's Willie McGee or Mike Matheny. Check it out online. All of our great sponsors appreciate your support as well. That includes the Pasta House, Pasta House Studios. This time of year, can't say it enough, you're on the run, want to grab the food to go, or after the game, if the kids are in their jerseys, just stop in. It's a great family place. Reasonably priced, excellent food, quite the combination at the Pasta House all around the St. Louis area. Marita Villa Senior Living, Clayton and Wideman Road, beautiful spot in West County, you know about it. Big Christmas tree goes up outside. It's only a couple of months away. Very festive since 1960, the premier spot for your retirement years. So if it's mom and dad or aunt and uncle, grandparents, have them check out Marita Villa. Triad Bank. CEO Jim Regna, as St. Louis as it gets. He went to Rosary High School and then UMSL. And now that North City, North County area is something that he's trying to help make a better place. They do that with a Caring Plus. That's the great organization started by Lou McKinney, former Billiken. They're building affordable housing for seniors. 
in the North City, North County area. They've done amazing work and they've been assisted along the way by Triad Bank. So shout out to Jim Regna and his team at Triad Bank for helping Lou McKinney with that great effort. And appliance discounters, we know about the great savings you get on all your appliances, but they also have a great service team. My guy Sean has fixed many appliances here at this house. Call them up, set up your appointment, don't wait months for some automated reply about appliance repair. Great service team in addition to the daily low low pricing on all your appliance needs. TheAppliancedscounters.com. Thank you for checking out the KillCoin Conversation. We'll talk to you again soon.